It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Chicago Blackhawks 5-3. to three, And Vegas runs their season opening win streak to six games in a row. 6-0 and oh on the year for the Golden Knights. The first time in the National Hockey League NHL history that a Stanley Cup champion, defending Stanley Cup champion, opened up the season six wins in a row. And to help us break this one down, we go back up to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And let's just start there. The Golden Knights make history again. Uh, it, it just it becomes automatic with this team. Um, can you like contextualize? I, I mean, we know how good the 85-86 Oilers were. Contextualize just how difficult it is for a defending Stanley Cup champion to to not just win early on in the season, but hit the ground running like the Golden Knights have. Well, you figure that a lot of championships through the years have star power, and that could be a goaltender, it could be a you know, top-end forward, whatever it might be. You know, the Golden Knights' strength has been their depth, and so much of that depth returned for this year. Of course, we have talked about how similar this roster is to previous year's roster, and uh, with Riley Smith being the exception. So that they have accomplished this in the same way. It is the depth. I mean, they've used both goalies. Hill's got four of the wins, and obviously a couple for Logan Thompson. I went through some of the numbers with Mike Amadio, who had two assists in the third period. And Alec Martinez has two points in two games. You know, Colasar gets his first point today. They've scored 10 goals in the last two games, and neither of those games did they play particularly well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but five different goal scorers in each of those games. That is the round, the well-rounded way that the Golden Knights succeeded last year, and they are succeeding with similar play this year. You know, and then, you know, one of the other aspects, and we talked about it after the Winnipeg game, is the Golden Knights special teams, right? Like, this is another situation where you, you end up plus one out, uh, over the course of the night on special teams. Penalty kill comes up big. Power play comes up with two two big power play goals. And, you know, oftentimes last year, things were a, li a little bit tighter and more difficult in those situations where you weren't getting the power play opportunities or the power play goals. And, and this is a, a change, a difference for Vegas going into this season. You know, what do they say? Timing is everything. Yeah. You know, they've got six power play goals. What if they had been sort of spread out, get a power play goal in you know, a meaningless situation? You know, the, the Knights have scored those six power play goals in exactly three games, yeah. two in each of those three games. And as you pointed out today, <laughs> it ends up being quite critical, uh, whether it was in the final score. You know, they pulled away at the end and made it 5-2 to two, and then 5-3, to three, obviously. But still... You know, the, the power play goals have been timely. The kills have been timely. The penalty killing has been successful due in part to the timely saves of both Vegas goaltenders. You know, it's, I guess you know, what are the, the two things there? Timing is everything. Location, location, location. Like <laughs> those are the, the two biggest cliches. Uh, but I think that they, in this case, for the Golden Knights, apply quite well. So Connor Bedard, did he live up to the hype for you? Yeah, I think so. I think so. You know, he's, he, he just, I was trying to remember what I was doing when I was three months after my 18th birthday. Yeah. And uh, it was not playing in the National Hockey League. <laughs> I, I'm sure whatever it was, I had a good time. And it was fun and fruitful and productive. And 
didn't get into any trouble at all. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, it's been interesting to, you know, see the coverage of Connor, the clear uh, groundswell of love and hope invested in Connor Bedard. And then you see all that from a distance, Ryan. Then you come here and then you really feel it mm -hmm. in the building at Morning Skate and in the dressing room this morning, you know, group of reporters. It, you know, it wasn't a Stanley Cup final type of group of reporters, but everybody from the Chicago media was here. Uh, Gary and I were there, and uh, Connor handled all of those questions professionally. Uh, did not really look like a deer in the headlights. Not all of his answers were, um, you know, Pulitzer Prize-winning material, but I thought the best response he gave was to Gary's question. Gary brought up the point about WHL players, how so many of them have moved on to the National Hockey League, of course, Connor being one of them, and, um, you know, how about all of them that you'll play against today with the Golden Knights? And Connor said, yeah, there's a lot of them over there. And Gary said, yeah, they've got the most WHL players in the National Hockey League. And Connor said, that's why they won. <laughs> and he didn't miss a beat. And it was the biggest reaction. It was the biggest smile. All of the reporters laughed. It was the most memorable moment from this morning's press conference, press conference, media scrum, in the dressing room at his stall. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he... He's going to get a lot of the same questions from a lot of the local reporters here. But that was an interesting one because it connected with the Golden Knights. And then after the cameras and the microphones went away, Gary and I went over and you know, chatted with him for just a moment or two. And, you know, you could see the, the genuine appreciation he has for this opportunity. He's hard on himself, but he's not taking it for granted. And he is not shying away from or intimidated by all the attention that he's getting. You know, he, you know, shook our hands, very happy to say hello. Yet he wasn't coddled. He wasn't protected by PR people bringing him into another room. To you know, None of that. He was, he was just sitting there like any other guy. He just happens to be an 18-year-old who is the, the biggest thing to come to the NHL in a number of years. So the Golden Knights, perfect on this quick two-game road trip. Didn't have their best stuff, but any final thoughts on, on this game tonight before we turn our attention to Tuesday against Philadelphia? I'm interested just in the lineup stuff, Ryan, because, you know, it's hard to quibble with the, the six wins and six games. But, you know, you had Ben Hutton sit today. Pahal and Korzak were both in there. Gary brought up a great point. Maybe the NHL for Caden Korzak is easier than it is in the AHL. Yeah. By easier, just the game just fits. Things are more predictable. And Korzak has been impressive in the couple of games today, his third game. He's got a goal and two assists in three games and looked um, comfortable, as he told us on the pregame show after he got that goal. So how that unfolds, Korzak, Pahal, Hutton. They went with Korzak and Pahal today, not Hutton. First time he was scratched. And then how close is Alex Petrangelo? And then once again, during regulation, you had a little bit of maneuvering. You know, Cotter, again, with Stevenson and Stone, we thought. Howden goes back up there. So just to see how the Knights will practice come Monday and then what kind of a lineup do they field, you know, how is it configured against the Flyers on Tuesday. That's where the, uh, the thinking will be for yours truly. All right, great stuff as always, Dan. Have a great flight back here to Vegas, and we'll chat on Tuesday. Thanks, Ryan. Good night. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 5-3 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas now 6-0 and to start the year. First time in NHL history. Defending Stanley Cup champion opened up the subsequent season 6-0. and And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu-priced pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS at PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the post-game show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Make your next family outing extra special and save some money with the Family 4-Pack, available now at VegasGoldenKnights.com. This offer includes tickets, hot dogs, and drinks, and is available for family-friendly matinee games like next Friday's Nevada game against Chicago. It's the post-game show. The Golden Knights defeat the Chicago Blackhawks 5-3, 5-3, to three, Vegas improves to 6-0 and oh on the year. 12 points banked for the defending Stanley Cup champions and history made as well. The Golden Knights' first defending Stanley Cup champion to open up the season 6-0, and oh, besting the mark set by the 1985-86 Edmonton Oilers. So fantastic company there for the Golden Knights. And again, you, you just you look at this team and they've been able to figure it out. Let's go to Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media. First two periods, we had pockets of good hockey pockets. We are fighting the puck. Um, lost our structure at times, so we just wanted to have a good period. So, it, yes, it helps. And we did it the right way, right? Our D are moving up ice. They're going with pace. We're filling lanes. We're supporting the puck, and now we get an opportunity. So I think it had a lot to do with the outcome of the game. Um, I can't speak for them, but it's usually deflating if you get scored on 15 seconds into the, into the third period. You made hockey history like we talked about this morning. You had the opportunity to do in a place where you talked about you how you kind of grew up. Will you take some time to let yourself enjoy that a little bit? Uh, I enjoy all our wins, to be honest with you. I don't read too much into that this start. It is a nice sort of uh, thing to have accomplished. Um, it's not going to mean much in January. Um, but at the end of the day, it was, it was you know, we, we play to win, right? Our guys like to win. They enjoy winning. Um, and we knew after two periods that we're going to have to be better if we expected to win, and, and I thought we responded well. So it was, it was good to do it here in Chicago. I had lots of friends, but I would have taken it anywhere, to be honest with you. <laughs> what did you see out of Paul Cotter? Uh, a more determined effort around the front of the net. I think he was taking pucks to the net. He was going to the greasy areas. I mean, he had a chance in the second period. I think he was off net going through there. That was one of our better ones. Uh, power play. He got an opportunity to play on, so we asked him to simplify and just, you know, sort of, direct the puck towards the net as much as possible, especially with the second unit. There's different people on it. So he did a good job for us there in the first goal and the, and the last one. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think his folks are here, so he's, he's a little more motivated or, or uh, some family. So, you know, that, that usually helps you as well. Start traveling them? Well, it, you can't overdo it, right? So, uh, but it worked tonight. And it, you, can, you can have a couple families every game, you know what I mean? So you get a little more juice out of a couple guys, and that's the way to do it. Carlson's tremendous in the playoffs and he's been really good again tonight on the PK and offensively. Have you done something to help unlock him a little bit? I don't think so. I think he's always been a good player. I've certainly tried to tout him because he's not in those, I guess, top six, right? I mean, so some people look at that as well. Then he's he's not an offensive player and I try to tell him he is. He just needs his opportunities and he's got his legs. He's taken advantage of... Um, situations are put in front of him he's the odd man out in the first power play could probably play on it right but it's uh second power they got two goals tonight he's, he's a big part of that so he can take ownership of certain areas and he has um and i think he enjoys pulling guys along gary as well you know like he knows smitty has been his riding shotgun with him for a long time so let's pull a few guys along he did it with ammo last year and hopefully does it whether it's howie or paul whoever we do it he'll, he'll do it again this year uh, Petro skated the last two days, so that's a good thing. Um, I don't know. We're off tomorrow if he'll skate with us Monday. I hope he rejoins the group, but I, I can't. I don't have the answer to that yet, but he is on the ice. 
This is the last of the home openers that you play in. After a couple of weeks of, of just unusual kind of uh, out-of-the-norm starts, will it be nice to settle in now uh, yeah, and play hockey? I think we want the rhythm of a season for sure. Um, it is just part of the drill early on. We had an opener that Seattle had to sit through. So um, at the end of the day, yeah, let's just get into the rhythm of it. But I, I th you know what? Even though they're openers, we played three games each week, right? We've done Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So that's kind of, we're in the rhythm more than maybe other teams in the league. So that's a good thing because you, you want to get going. Um, if you have injuries and such, maybe you want time off or rest. But uh, I think we're good. I think our guys would rather be playing now and get the rest later in the schedule. So um, we're good that way. That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 5-3 victory over the Chicago Blackhawks. Post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. You just kind of got the, the big injury update there on Alex Petrangelo. Bruce said that Alex is skating or has skated the last couple of days. That's good news. That means he's progressing forward to... Uh, takes a, a shot to the head from Nick Hague in that win up uh, in San Jose. Has not played for the Golden Knights since then, but encouraging sign that Petrangelo is on the ice, is skating on his own at least, and we'll see on Monday whether or not he's able to rejoin the team and, and get some practice in because that's kind of the final step, right? You, you get him into a practice, you see where he's at, you gauge where he's at, and then you determine whether or not he's good to go for the upcoming games this coming week. But good news there on the injury front and good news for the Golden Knights early on in the season. 6-0 and to start the year for the defending Stanley Cup champions. We're back with highlights next on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Chicago Blackhawks 5-3. to It's funny, the Golden Knights take a, a two-game road trip, right, up to Winnipeg to Chicago. Identical 5-3 victories. Score 10 goals over two games. And I don't know that they had a stretch longer than 20-ish minutes where they were at the top of their game. Like, they had pockets. You just heard from Bruce Cassidy. Pockets are good. Pockets are bad. But the Golden Knights were able to put 10, 10 goals on the board. 10 goals on the board. And they aren't hitting their stride just yet. 6-0 and to start the year. Still not hitting their stride. It's pretty remarkable what this team has been able to accomplish. Just real quick, 16 different goal scorers. 16 different players with a goal this year for the Golden Knights. 21 different players with at least a point for the Vegas Golden Knights. You want to talk depth. I don't know that there's a team deeper than the Vegas Golden Knights are early on, at least, in, in this season. So let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period. We we did a lot, right? Pre-game show was more or less committed to Connor Bedard, and he did not disappoint Scoring on the power play just 90 seconds into the game. Knights were one for two on the kill. In the slot, a chance, and a score for Bedard! Power play goal, 90 seconds into his home debut. Unchecked in the high slot. He goes inside the right post. Number 98, Connor Bedard gives Chicago a 1-0 lead. 
Connor Bedard's second goal of the year, a power play goal from Taylor Hall, one minute, 30 seconds into the first period, makes it one to nothing Chicago. But the Golden Knights got that one back as William Carlson answered with a power play goal of his own. Carlson out high, now to the right, Cutters drive block, rebound, score, William Carlson. Tie game 1-1, each side with a power play goal in the opening 4:05 of the first period. Carlson's second goal of the young season. Power play goal for William Carlson, his second of the year from Paul Cotter and Caden Korzak. 4.05 of the first period ties the game at one. And with the period winding down and the Hawks on the power play, Aiden Hill came across to Rob Taylor Hall. Bedard from the bottom of the left circle, looking down to the goal line. Perry feeds back door. Hill slides over, makes the save. Aiden Hill slides across. Makes a terrific stop going post to post. Two seconds left on the Chicago power play. Great save there from Aiden Hill to keep it a tie game going into the second period. And both teams were able to work into more of a rhythm at 5-on-5, five five, which favored the Golden Knights early. Vegas was able to break the tie seven minutes into the period as Jonathan Marcheseau scored his third of the year. Eichel rink wide left Marcheseau around the Barbashev screen. Marcheseau shoots and they score! Jonathan Marcheseau, Vegas takes a 2-1 lead. Jonathan Marcheseau's third goal and his second in as many games. Marcheseau from Jack Eichel and Shea Theodore, 7 minutes 30 seconds into the second period, makes it 2-1 Vegas. But the Hawks answered right back just over a minute later as Reese Johnson's deflection bounced over Aiden Hill and in. Point shot, tipped home! Is it a double tip? And the Hawks have tied it 2-2. A right point drive might have had two tips on its way in. Reese Johnson got the last piece. Reese Johnson from Connor Murphy and Ryan Donato, eight minutes, 50 seconds into the second period, tied the game at two. And as he did in the first, Aiden Hill came up with another sparkling save to keep the score tied, this time on Andreas Athanasiu. Let's continue the pressure. Reichel breaks through, two on two. Now the third man on the left, a shot. Hill the save on Athanasiu. All three forwards, one down the middle was Reichel. Got it to Tyler Johnson on the right. Righty went back across to the left. Athanasiu the lefty put it on with Korzak sprawling out, belly down in front of him. Hill makes the save. So the pockets of good hockey, the pockets of bad hockey followed the Golden Knights through the first two periods of the game. But lucky to be in this one, 2-2, two to two, the Golden Knights would hit the third period and they'd hit it running. Bruce Cassidy starting the fourth line early on in the third, and it took them 13 seconds to set the tone and retake the lead. Nick Waugh converting his third of the year. Vegas with the puck left to right. Colasar is in. Dip centers. Waugh scores! 13 seconds into the period. Colasar on the left to Waugh on the right. Vegas takes a 3-2 lead. Nick Waugh from Keegan Colasar and Braden McNabb, 13 seconds into the third, made it 3-2 Vegas. And then later in the period, after a strong penalty kill, the Golden Knights would extend their lead as the captain, Mark Stone, scored his first of the year. Airborne pass toward him, tried to glove it out of the air like a wide receiver, it fluttered away. Knights get it at center anyhow. Stevenson springs him out of the left circle. Drops behind, centering, they score! The captain, Mark Stone, finishes it off. First goal of the season for Mark. Vegas takes a 4-2 lead. Mark Stone from Michael Amadio and Chandler Stevenson, 13-47 of the third period, makes it 4-2 Vegas. Then the Golden Knights added an insurance marker. 
Paul Cotter, a ripper on the power play. High to low and into the corner. Out in front, they score! Paul Cotter. Mike Amadio gets his second assist of the period. He started the game with none on the season. Power play goal for Vegas, 5-3 with 3.51 to go in the third period. So Paul Cotter on the power play, his first of the year from Michael Amadio and Alec Martinez. 16.09 of the third period made it 5-2 Vegas. And it seemed like it was automatic 5-2 victory for the Golden Knights. But as he's been known to do, Corey Perry scores with 15 seconds left. Marchinsky crossed the line with Felino. Now Perry shoots. He scores. They brought in some veterans and they set up a goal right there. Corey Perry. And now Chicago trails 5-3. 15 seconds to go. Second of the year for Corey Perry from Nick Felino and Kevin Korchinski. 1945 of the third period makes it 5-3 Vegas. And though that goal spoiled the period, the 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 party for the Golden Knights. It wasn't enough to give Chicago any life, and all that was left in this game was a final call. Final seconds tick off. Play is in the Vegas defensive zone. Poked to the outside by Martinez. 2-1-0. The game is over. The Knights defeat the Blackhawks 5-3 and extend their win streak to six in a row to begin the season in defense of their Stanley Cup championship. Six Uh, 6-0 on the year, 5-3 the final here. The Golden Knights defeat the Chicago Blackhawks to remain perfect on the season. The first time in NHL history a defending Stanley Cup champion have opened the season 6-0. A great accomplishment for the Golden Knights, but not the one they're ultimately after. We all know what this team wants to do, and that is simply to do this. Find a way to get back to the playoffs and win another Stanley Cup. We're back to wrap it up next on the post-game show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. VGK post-game show. The Golden Knights defeat the Chicago Blackhawks 5-3. to Vegas improves to 6-0 and on the year. 12 points next in action Tuesday night, 8 o'clock, against the Philadelphia Flyers inside T-Mobile Arena. Uh, I'm looking forward to that one. It's going to be a good one, the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, John Tortorella, listen, they, they are a team that is rebuilding. They're in the midst of the pain but they're going to play hard, and that's going to be the big thing is for the Golden Knights to be able to match that intensity. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. It was back and forth, right? Like It, it was a really interesting game. The, the first period was really all about penalties, right? It, you get four power play opportunities for the Golden Knights, a couple of power play opportunities for the Chicago Blackhawks. Both teams trade power play goals early. Aiden Hill dialed in. Um, and then, you know, you get to the second period, a little bit more five-on-five play. I thought the Golden Knights were really strong in the early portion of the second period, and then Chicago kind of took over. Final 10 minutes or so of the second period, I thought it was all Chicago. Vegas was lucky to hang on and keep that game tied going into the third period. And I think what you saw in this one is a team that knows how to win, right? Like a team in the Golden Knights that that understands what it takes. You might not have your best effort night in and night out. You might not have your best game. Like, it might take some time to get to the elements of your game that make you a really good hockey team. 
But the Golden Knights went out there and they played a phenomenal third period. Like it was close until it wasn't. Really, it, it was. And for Chicago, it's 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 a work in progress. They're not at that level yet. You get Connor Bedard. I thought Bedard had his moments in this game. There were you know play moments at five on five where he was pretty quiet. Obviously, you notice him on the power play. You notice him four on four. Anytime there's there's more ice, open ice, you notice Connor Bedard. But I thought the Golden Knights, by and large, did a pretty good job on him. And it it was a situation where the the Vegas Golden Knights turned it on in the third period. The Chicago Blackhawks couldn't match it, and Vegas was able to run their win streak to start the year up to 6-0, first time that's ever happened for a defending Stanley Cup champion. That's going to do it for us here on the post-game show. Extended post-game show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network post-game show. For the station staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 5-3 the final, the Golden Knights defeat the Chicago Blackhawks. Vegas now improves to 6-0 on the year, 12 points. Tops in the National Hockey League. The Golden Knights are also the first defending Stanley Cup champion to open up the subsequent season 6-0. Besting the mark set by the 1985-86 Edmonton Oilers. History, it's just what the Golden Knights make. It's just what they do. It's just how things roll here in Vegas. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. We're talking about Obviously, first overall in the National Hockey League, the Vegas Golden Knights. We're talking about defending Stanley Cup champions doing something that no other defending Stanley Cup champion has ever done. Call in right now. 702-876-1340. Wall-to-wall calls. That's the expectation. You win a Stanley Cup, you start the year 6-0. and Have something to say. Have something to say. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, you can't script it any better than this. You get Connor Bedard to shoot one shot, mm-hmm. and it goes in. Mm-hmm. And then you go on to win by two goals. I don't know how it gets any better than that for everybody. And let's remember that the birth of Connor Bedard and the beginning of his era hopefully will be great. Uh, it is a boost for not just the Blackhawks, but all of the National Hockey League and all of hockey itself, don't minimize the fact that every sport has to have a big name playing at some particular time. And I could go over and you could go over other sports and how one replaces another and they just keep moving forward. But Bedard, if he is the second coming of, say, uh, Connor McDavid, good for him. Good on him and good for the league. Well, what were your, what were your opinions of Bedard today? Well, he did exactly what I hoped he would do. He got it out of the way. He scored the goal. The nerves were gone. And then he kind of settled into his game. Yeah. 
which wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. And he's, he's surrounded by average players. Well, so I made the argument in the in the pregame show, and uh, maybe this is a direction, like a thread that we could pull on on the postgame show here tonight. But like I made the argument that for hockey, you want Connor Bedard to be every bit as good as he's been hyped to be. He's yes. playing in a major market here in the states. He's marketable. And he's been an ambassador, right? Like he has not turned down an interview. He is he's handled everything about as well as you could possibly handle it. If he is every bit as good as Connor McDavid or he is the next Sidney Crosby, then you can have a player that perhaps transcends hockey. And the best way that I know to put sticks in kids' hands or have kids want to play hockey is to see a guy who's ultra skilled and can transcend the game. Yeah, it precisely. And and for the sport, it means so much. Yeah. Michael Jordan gets old and here comes Kobe Bryant. You know, this is what happens in sports and this is what keeps sports on the map. And my heavens, hockey needs this so badly because, you know, they haven't had a lot of great superstars to relish and, and to follow for the last few years. So this is a wonderful thing. And, and I'm excited for Connor. I'm excited for my old favorite team, the Blackhawks. Mm. It's just really, really exciting for hockey in general. So, so this uh, and, is like the best possible day for you. <laughs> it was ridiculous on how it played out. It was like, okay, Connor Bedard scored a goal. I mean, <laughs> first shot he's ever taken at the United Center. For heaven's sake, that doesn't happen. But it happened. And then we go on and play... Uh, an average game, a mm. mediocre game, let's yep. say. But it doesn't matter because we are superior to the Blackhawks at this particular time, and yep. we win the game. Yep. And that's what's good about it is that Bedard can have his moment in the sun. I can imagine the standing ovation he got when he shot that, that first shot. It must have been insane. But also, Bruce Cassidy is not going to tolerate a lot of inequities. He you know, I think we'll have a tough practice on Monday, and yeah. I saw him yell at Paul Cotter on the bench. I mean, get in his face. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, Paul had a pretty good game. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, Mike. Thanks for the call. I, I think, you know, for young players, you you need to have those nudges here and there. And and Paul was fantastic from that point forward, right? Like certainly in the third period, I thought there was a, a different level, a, another gear to Paul Cotter uh, and his game. And you know, Bruce's been known to push and pull the right strings and buttons and all that and you know he got the most out of his team going into the third period it was a close game until it wasn't close and that's going to be something you hear I think at times over the course of this season because there's going to be moments within a game within a period where you're not as engaged as as you would have been over the course of say a, a playoff run and this team knows that they can engage. They know that they can like turn it on and find another level. And usually, there's enough time to 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 you know get pull a win out out of out of uh, of, of a game where you're not playing particularly well. You don't want to make a habit of it, but it's hard to match the intensity that you have to play at over 82 games. It's going to be a, a balancing act for Bruce Cassidy and the Vegas Golden Knights as they go through this 82 game season. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, Ryan? Well, I'm good. So now that we uh, have set yet another 
league record. Yeah. Um, like, are people going to stop calling the nice frauds, or are we just going to keep dealing with that? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I don't know. It's it's tough, right? Because like you're you're in a situation where um, success is not necessarily looked at as a good thing for a young franchise. So every time the Golden Knights can can find another gear or another level or do something that's never been done before, it's not so much that that teams around them are envious of it. They they in in a good way, they're envious in a bad way. They want to see the Golden Knights kind of fall off the perch here and it hasn't happened. I don't think it's going to happen this year. So, um, you know, let let people talk, let the the hockey world kind of, you know, I don't want to say discount the Golden Knights because I don't think that's happening. Uh, but I do think that this team does their best work when they're being doubted. And uh, the more doubters you can have uh, questioning whether or not you can get it done, I think the more this team is motivated by that. I Absolutely. I mean, there's a reason that they embrace being the Golden Misfits and have kept and held on to that. Yeah. Um, it was really cool getting to see Bedard. Um, very impressive. Um, I would prefer being... Uh, on the team that has 16 goal scorers and 21 point recorders. Yeah. Um, like I just, it, it's great, right? People like Connor Bedard, Connor McDavid, they're awesome for high highlight reels. They are awesome to watch play and see them in isolation playing, but you need a whole team. And I'm glad that we have a whole team. We can get points from anywhere in our lineup and they show it consistently. Like it's, you love to see it. Yeah, thanks for the call, Stephanie. I'm right there with you, and you, you've also got a, a superstar in Jack Eichel who you know, I think is going to be in Selkie conversations, and you know I'm saying that for a specific reason. I wonder if we'll have some pushback on Monday night or on Monday during the Insider Show. But the fact of the matter is the Golden Knights are a team through and through. Connor Bedard is a phenomenal player. It's going to take time for them to build things in Chicago around Connor. But the fact of the matter is, he's a really good player. you got to give him time to, to kind of see what he's going to be in this league. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Foster. Hey, Foster, how you doing? Hey. Um, I kind of want to piggy- piggyback off of you, uh, you know, Mike and Stephanie. Um, I, I do want to say the fact that, he, uh, you know, was, it's going to be an easy fact to always remember the fact that uh, Conor Bedard scored his first home points and, uh, and, and shot and goal. Uh, against the Golden Knights, so that would be an easy fact to always remember. Uh, but at the same time, something you mentioned and Stephanie mentioned is that we're always we're just known to just break records, you know. And and I, I love that about us. And uh, people will always doubt us, and it's fine. I, I don't mind being you know being the underdog and being doubted that we're not going to be able to do A, B, and C, and then go and uh, disappoint them. I love that. I love that about that the Knights. But uh, one thing that I was kind of disappointed about today is that I had the parlay for for today. And oh, the no. Capitals, <laughs> the Capitals disappointed me. Um, they almost had it. They almost had it. I know the, the Oilers are still close, but uh, they went into overtime. And uh, yeah. And uh, but either way, I'm still happy with the win today. So either way, I, I, I get a W in my books, um, even though I lost uh, the parlay today. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I I'll I'll tell you. Um, that was the one game I was worried about, buddy. I'll, I'll be I'll be honest with you. Like the the Capitals are are a team that I I don't buy fully. So, um, that was, that was a tough one, but, um, let's, let's kind of hold here on the golden Knights for just a minute. Like you mentioned it, right? This is a team that finds ways is a team that continues to make history. What did you like most about their game tonight? 
Well, this, it's, it's kind of hard because like at first, like you mentioned, the first period was all about penalties. The second one, you know, more five on five, and then we just we just expand our our lead in the on the last period, and uh, that's where I the resiliency about the fact that we would just not give up, even there's a lot of pressure on on us. The fact that we're about to shatter this this never uh, this record that has never been done by any other team in NHL history. Yeah. Um, we didn't get let that phase us, and I love the fact that we even and I don't I I wouldn't be surprised if we win the next you know the next game and the game after that to be able to say that you know the Knights went on you know eight and zero. I would not be surprised, especially with the two teams that are coming up. Yeah. I would not be surprised if we get the next two wins. All right, great stuff. Thanks so much for the call. Sorry about the parlay. Um, that's a tough one, but. The Golden Knights do pull out the win, five to three over the Chicago Blackhawks, six and zero to start the year. First time a defending Stanley Cup champion has opened up the subsequent season, six and zero. The Golden Knights just breaking records and doing uh, what they do and, and making history. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. If you're having Connor Bedard fatigue, call me right now. Let's talk about it. 702-876-1340. Connor Bedard fatigue on the other side of the break. It's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 5-3 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Chicago Blackhawks. Spoiled the debut at home, at least, for Connor Bedard, though he does have a goal in the game. Vegas now 6-0 on the year. First time a defending Stanley Cup champion has opened the subsequent season 6-0. History made. Wouldn't you know it, the Golden Knights... Just do what they do. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out of the phone lines, bring in Trey. Hey, Trey, how you doing? Hey, Ryan, I appreciate y'all taking my call. Yeah. I was just hoping to get your thoughts and insight into Barbashev's game. Yeah. I didn't catch the first power play goal live, but in the third period with the second uh, power play unit, I didn't see him out there. Mm-hmm. I know some of the stats in the earlier games, his ice time was – you know, not, I guess, what would be expected. So I just wanted to kind of get your insight as to where you see his game and where it could improve or just overall what your thoughts are. Yeah, I mean, I think right now he's he's kind of fighting it, right? Like we, we all are, are pretty clear that it, it hasn't been as smooth as you'd like it to be for Barbashev, Eichel, and Marsha so, um, to the point where, you know, Ivan only had five shifts in the second period and, and not not – too much was going right for the Golden Knights in the second period, but uh, Ivan was on the bench for for the back half of the period. So it gives you an idea of you know where Bruce Cassidy is with Ivan Barbashev. I, I think he's going to be able to get back there. the The problem to me is that you're talking about a player that is is physical, right? Like he he is a, a player that you want in the corners, winning battles, laying big hits, and it seems when the intensity ratchets up in a game you notice Ivan Barbashev more because it plays to his strength so much better. Mm. It's no surprise to me that that Ivan was phenomenal in the postseason and has, you know, maybe a harder time getting to his game more regularly in the regular season. So I, I think he'll be fine. I think it'll be okay. Uh, but you are going to need a bit more from Ivan Barbashev for sure. Sure. Do you see them shuffling the lines to maybe get him going a little more, maybe on a different line, mm-hmm. and then reconfiguring that top line? Or do you think it's something that they just 
want him to work through with the line that he's already on. Yeah, I think ideally you want him to work through it, right? But I wouldn't be surprised, based on the fact that Paul Cotter had a multi-point game tonight, he scored a power mm-hmm. play goal, had an assist earlier on. I, I think he, he brings some of the same attributes as, as say, an Ivan Barbashev does. I think that you can maybe look to elevate Paul Cotter, Cotter alongside Eichel and, and Marcia. So maybe you bring Ivan Barbashev down to play with William Carlson and Michael Amadio, and, and you just use William Carlson as the, the, the rule, right? The standard doesn't take a shift off ever, is sure. always intense, found, finds ways to, to impact the game all over the ice. Maybe you do that for a couple of games, see if that reinvigorates Ivan Barbashev. Yeah. Well, I appreciate y'all taking my call, Ryan. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Trey. I appreciate that one. Make sure you call again. I, I, I love new insights here on the postgame show. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Marianne. Hey, Marianne, how you doing? Hi, Ryan. I'm doing fine. This may take a second, but I promise I'll be fast, okay? Okay. But as far as our team, okay, we're number one win Stanley Cup to, and to start 6-0 the next season. That's mm-hmm. number one in the NHL ever. Yeah. We had 16 different players that have goals, of which five of them were defensive players, mm-hmm. which is the best in the NFL so far. We have 12 points. We're first in double digits in the NHL. 6-0, best start in our BGK history. 6-0 has the best start since 85-86 Oilers, and they only had 5-0. And we have four lines that if one goes in and it doesn't do great, the next one hops in and takes care of it. So I don't know what much more we can ask for. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's been as as close to perfect as you can get it, right? And and I think exactly. that's that's going to be the thing for the Golden Knights is that there's always room to improve over over a long season. And I think that they can build their game uh, to be to be better, uh, more consistent sure. for and sure. Plus our our uh, but, injured list has gone down. Yeah, now Rangelo should be coming back as well. So just stick in there with them. The only complaint I really have is that to me William Carlson. He is like the most fantastic guy yeah. on, on our team right now. I mean, not just right now, but always. He's everywhere. Yeah. People don't, they have to watch, just keep an eye on him mm-hmm. and what he does and where he's at for, you know, for like those past two power plays we had. He was in there and because of him, they didn't score, you know, and they yep. could have very easily. I mean, the guy, and he's so, un- well, all of our team's unselfish, you know, but, and I know Jack Eichel's great and I think he's going to be great, you know, but. They're all so humble, you know. I just wish, you know, Will, people would really just kind of keep an eye on that little guy. <laughs> he, he's just great. Anyway, yeah. that's all I have. You know what? Thanks so much for the call, Marianne. And this is a, a great launching point for me to talk about William Carlson, who I think has been the Golden Knights' best forward all season long. And, and granted, we're talking about six games here, but William Carlson is is doing everything right. He's doing all the dirty work on the penalty kill. And you saw it tonight. Like There were stretches, moments for William Carlson where you could not get the puck off of him in the offensive zone, killing time shorthanded. Obviously, the power play goal, that's an important one. The, the points are, are really there for William early on this season. He's either a point of game or just, just off a point of game. He's done everything. There's been more ownership that he's taken in his game, I think. The, the wearing a letter, getting the A, I think means something to him. And he takes ownership over that. And he's got a lot of pride in that. And he's an original misfit. And, and this is a guy that I, I just think you you can win with, right? Like 
the Golden Knights win championships because William Carlson is 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 their third line center. When on a lot of teams, he'd be a second line center and he'd be pushing and pushing and pushing more offensively. So I think the world of William Carlson, I think he's been their best forward so far this season. And any opportunity I get to to kind of pump the tires of William Carlson, I'm going to take it on this program. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 5-3 the final, the Golden Knights defeat the Chicago Blackhawks. Spoil the home debut for Connor Bedard. Though Bedard does score, Vegas ultimately wins the game. It was a close game going into the third period until it wasn't close anymore. Uh, fourth line paced Vegas early on in that third period, and then uh, power play goal from Paul Cotter. You get a goal from Mark Stone. Both of those guys, their first goals on the year. 16 different players with a goal, the Vegas Golden Knights. That's tops in the National Hockey League. 21 different players with a point. Again, tops in the National Hockey League. Five defensemen with a goal. All five of those defensemen not named Alex Petrangelo, and also the update on Petrangelo is that he has been skating the last couple of days potential that he joins the Vegas Golden Knights on the ice Monday for practice. We'll see. Keep an eye on that one, but that's a good development there for the Golden Knights. Oh, yeah, and by the way, defending Stanley Cup champions open the season 6-0. First time that's ever happened for a defending Stanley Cup champion. NHL record, NHL history. Nothing new for the Vegas Golden Knights and nothing new for Vegas Golden Knight fans. That's going to do it for me here Tonight on the Extended Post Game Show, thanks to Bobby Machado making sure everything sounds great. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It is your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your calls and your input. Golden Knights are next in action Tuesday, 8 o'clock, against the Philadelphia Flyers. Until then, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you Tuesday night right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the Extended Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.